Thank you for joining the Homeschool Help Desk Live. My name is Tam and I'm here to help you. You can find me on TikTok, Instagram, Pinterest, and YouTube at Cousin Tam. And now let's get into the show. All right. So Jessica, you were saying she knows all the basic shapes and main colors and can count to 13 struggling with the alphabet. So yeah, I would just incorporate different things. Like you can even use YouTube for music. Um, I know Storybots is one of the things that we had on repeat when my kids were around three years old. Um, but there's so many now um, that that you could incorporate. I, I really like music as a tool for teaching very young toddlers like that. So um, that's what I would recommend. And just like I said, keep it casual, keep it fun. Um, remember, you don't have to make school at home. <laughs> you can just continue to be mom, be awesome, and just teach as you go. All right. And so I did see a question. Good morning to y'all coming in. Thank you. Oh, I saw Gracie's Corner being recommended from Shannon in Wonderland. Um, that came out a little bit after my kids were older. So I don't have personal experience with that, but I have heard very good things about that. Oh, yes, Megan, Letter Factory from Leapfrog. I remember that. We Yes, we definitely had some Leapfrog resources here at our house. So absolutely. Thank y'all for dropping those suggestions um, for Jessica. So if you haven't already checked those out, Jessica, the ones that are being mentioned in the chat, definitely do just just to, you know, mix it up, have different options so you're not hearing the same thing all the time. Oh, my goodness. Um, good morning, Lori. Good to see you here. Um, so I see your question about um, any tips for improving handwriting in an eight-year-old. Um, so yes, you can um, check my check the resources list in my profile. There's a website on there where you can actually create your own worksheets. Um, and if, if you have a printer, this makes it so much easier. Um, and you can just go on, design your own worksheets. And what I recommend is just using phrases from you know, shows, books, movies that your kid already likes. So for example, um, My Little Pony was really huge at in our house for my girls. And I would just take words and phrases from My Little Pony, put it into this worksheet generator and print it out um, because it has, you know, the little dashed letters that you can, that, that you use for improving your handwriting um, and just have them practice that. Uh, you could either have them just do it actually on the paper or, if you're like me and don't like to waste a lot, you can put it in one of these pouches like this where it's dry erase and then get a little thin dry erase marker so that they can just practice right on this pouch. So that's an option that I would consider. I've never, I have had um, handwriting workbooks in the past. I'm honestly just not that big of a fan of them because a lot of times it's words and phrases that your kid doesn't even want to use or say. Um, so the more you can customize their experience, I think the more successful you are likely to be, especially with an eight-year-old um, who is probably just a little bit resistant <laughs> anyway to, um, to doing schoolwork. So that's what I would try. All right. And then Megan is saying, uh, my son loved it and he learned his alphabet watching those. I think Letter Factory is on Netflix. I believe so. Um, but I do know that like Netflix and Prime, they alternate taking, you know, bringing shows on and off. So, um, so yeah, I would definitely try that. Uh, let's see. Black Panther is saying, we've homeschooled our daughter since she was born. I recommend the Homeschool Music Guild. Cool. I haven't heard of that one. I need to check that out and probably get that added to 
the uh, resources list. All right, you're welcome, Lori. Yeah, dry erase boards are like my <laughs> number one recommendation after the library and the internet. Um, yeah, could not homeschool without dry erase. It would it drove me crazy just how much money I was wasting on incomplete workbooks. I have a bin that all my incomplete workbooks are buried in because they've they were we used them too much to ever try to resell them, and I just haven't thrown them away. Um, but yeah, definitely, definitely dry erase. Anyone in here that's new, <laughs> definitely look into um, investing in dry erase because uh, you can use it for just about anything, you know, explaining math, drawing diagrams of things, like, you know, just so many things. <laughs> um, so yeah, I would definitely recommend that. Good morning, Ashley. I see your question. I'm going to um, send you... Um, through my alter ego here that I have on as the moderator, um, the website to check Alabama's laws. Um, I would also recommend just going directly to the Department of Education's website for Alabama because you, you want to be up to date. Things on blogs and websites sometimes can change. Um, so I personally always just double check Georgia's laws every year from Georgia's site. Um, but I do, I mean, the HSLDA website has been pretty good about staying up to date on, on the legal part. Um, I really don't use the website for that website for anything other than that, just double checking the laws. Um, so yeah, um, just go there, visit for Alabama. And then also, um, oh yeah, <laughs> sorry, I didn't know I was in the way. Um, okay. What are the first steps to start homeschooling, is there a required curriculum? So same for you, um, double check the law for your state and then there's not a required curriculum. You teach what you would like to. Like some states will tell you you have certain subjects that you have to teach. Like in Georgia, for example, we have to teach reading, writing, math, science, social studies. But then you can obviously go above and beyond that, which is what this second site is, this IXL website slash standards. You can go there to check second grade for your state just to get an idea of what you might want to um, what you might want to teach. Hi Shannon. Um, so the best web, uh, your question is the best websites you recommend for general elementary education. I personally really like Khan Academy and education.com. I use both of those websites in tandem, but you can also just check out the resources uh, list in my profile because there's a bunch more, like a way more that other um, homeschooling parents have recommended. And I just keep adding to the list like every live. So definitely check that out. But the two that I personally like are education.com and Khan Academy. Hi, Kate. Um, so you're asking, are homeschooled kids required to take standardized tests in some states? Not all. Um, and that's where going to the HSLDA website would be good, um, but not all states. In Georgia, we are required to do it at the third grade, sixth grade, ninth grade, and 12th grade levels, but you don't ever have to send them in to anyone. You just are supposed to retain them for your records. And um, I suppose if you were going to ever send your kids back to school, you would, you, you would provide those test scores um, to that school. Hey, JMR Parish, good morning. Good to see you here. Okay, so I see Mrs. Ice09 is saying, 
IXL also has some excellent practice. My students love it when I was teaching in public school. Absolutely. There's free practice on there. Um, there's the standards on there, which is just what this site is. And then I believe you can also join it um, to do like a full-blown curriculum. You can pay, I think when I last saw it, it was $160 for the whole year. Um, and Or you can pay by month. And um, yeah, I haven't personally used it, but I'm, I, when I saw that, I was like, oh, this is definitely on my radar for the future. Um, so yeah, are there any free curriculums? Heartfelt Mama. I think I answered that a little bit with the IXL. Um, but also Khan Academy is free as well. Um, and then they also have Khan Academy Kids for the younger ones. So absolutely, there are free ones. Um, please do check the resource tab, uh, resource list in my profile, because some of them on there are free. Uh, I am not getting them all off the top of my head. Good morning, ADHD housewife. Olivia, how are you? <laughs> Good to see you here. No problem, Shannon. Yeah, I'm happy you're here. I'm, I'm glad you're here. Love seeing new people pop in. Good morning, Chelsea. Uh, average homeschool mother, that's Chelsea. Good morning. Um, let's see. So I see this question, sun in your face, best and worst states to homeschool. There's no such thing, honestly. Um, there are parents who take it seriously and parents who don't, obviously. But as, as a state, like there's no such thing. Some states definitely want to see more paperwork than other states, but that doesn't make them the worst state or the best state. Um, so yeah, there's no such thing <laughs> as a best and worst state. Um, there's just, like I said, there's parents that do their best and then there's parents that don't. That's what makes it better or worse, I would, I would imagine. But by and large, the majority of parents that are deciding to homeschool are very interested in making their kids experience the best possible. That's why so many people are in here now to get some questions answered um, because they wanna do their absolute best. And that is the majority. The, the ones that you don't, that you hear about on the news, that's, that does not represent all of us at all. In fact, it angers us probably more than it would anger you. <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, let's see. Hi, Phantom Wolfie. So you said, I'm new to this. What do you need to even start homeschooling? These two, these two websites right above here that I've written, the hslda.org forward slash legal website um, will just get you familiar with the rules of your state. And then the second one will tell you like just kind of what should you even be teaching, like just to give you an idea. And then you can, of course, branch out from there and customize it to your kids' needs. So I would start with these two just to become familiar. All righty. And Seller Creative says, FYP knows how to read my mind. Good morning. <laughs> Good morning to you. Um, you just confirmed with your partner he wants to homeschool. Excellent. Yeah, excellent. Olivia, I'm doing well. And I do apologize if y'all are hearing um, grass being mowed outside. <laughs> um, it's, it might get a little loud. But yeah, I'm, I'm excited for anyone that's getting started. Um, oh, yes. Moonstruck Iron Goddess is also saying Teachers Pay Teachers has some free content, too. That is very true. They, I think they have a whole section called Freebies. Um, so, mm -hmm. Sunny Your Face says, I've homeschooled in Michigan, Florida, and Massachusetts, and you said Massachusetts makes it difficult. I can understand that. Definitely paperwork states can, you know, interrupt the flow, but that doesn't necessarily make it the worst. But I, I definitely understand where you're coming from, especially if you're not that type of type A paperwork person. Um, but it just all depends on on each individual family. 
Hi, MC Mary or MC Merrill. I'm sorry, y'all. I really hate mispronouncing y'all's names, but I'm doing my best. Um, you're saying, hi, what age should you start homeschool? I would say when your kid is asking a bunch of questions and just very, very curious about life, go ahead and get started. You don't have to wait until the state recommended age. Um, but also keep in mind, your kid just may not be ready at first. And if you just try to, you know, throw a bunch of information at them when they're not interested, you're just going to end up both being frustrated. So, um, but yeah, it just, you'll know. I started at different ages for each of my three kids. Like my oldest, we started really about two to three because she was just so interested in things. But then my youngest, uh, I mean, my middle child was, she wasn't interested at all until about six, no matter how much I tried to get her to start. <laughs> and then my son, who's my youngest, uh, we started him at about five. Um, and then I saw a question pop up in QA. So let me go grab that question. Do your kids do sports or other activities? Um, we do not do sports. Um, they're just not interested yet. Uh, but my son has expressed interest in football. So we'll see about that. Um, so my girls have not been interested in sports, but we did, we have, and we do do other activities. Like we've done a science club with 4-H. We've done Girl Scouts. We have, um, and currently do Girl Scouts. Um, and my oldest just joined this club for teens because I can't believe I'm going to be a teen, a mother of a teen, <laughs> um, where they meet up once a week to do like trivia, anime stuff. Um, they just recently had a lock in. So, yes, we do a bunch of other different activities. And let's see. Ooh, I, OK, Diana, I just saw your question. Pop up, so same answer. <laughs> um, let me see what made you want to start. Um, so Sassy Hassy, I basically, when we were, when I was getting out of the military, we were looking for a house kind of all around the same time, um, where I wanted to live, like out in the country, the schools were not that, they didn't have like the best ratings. And I didn't want our zip code to restrict or limit their educational opportunities. So um, I just started doing research into private schools, charter schools, and homeschooling. And homeschooling is what came up as the best option for our family and that's what we've gone with and stuck with and honestly I, I love it I, I couldn't imagine doing something different although I'm not opposed to it that's why I keep the records as strictly as I do because my philosophy is if my kids do want to go back to school they can and I'm ready at a moment's notice to provide whatever paperwork is required but um, so far that hasn't happened they haven't had an interest in going back all right Jessica, you're asking, can you go at your kid's own pace or do you have to keep up with your district? You can 1000 million percent go at your kid's own pace. I do not do anything in line with the district other than uh, because my kids do have friends that are in public school. Some of our breaks align with some of their breaks. But that is the only thing that I do with or in conjunction with the district. We don't test with them. We don't do anything with the district. And I absolutely go at my kid's pace. Um, because it doesn't make sense not to. If you are homeschooling your kid, why would you move on when they're not ready? You know, or why would you slow them down if they're ready to move on? So for sure, you can absolutely go in at their own pace. All right. Um, Sassy has you said, I really want to homeschool. I'm in the process of getting information for my husband. What made you want to start? Oh, OK, that was the second part of your question. OK, I'm sorry. I got you. And then Sammy Sweet Mango, you were saying, so what factored into your decision to homeschool your children? 
basically just I, I didn't want them to be, for example, um, I'll, I'll, I was going to talk about this probably tomorrow, but I'll, I had a, I'll, I'll just give one brief example and try not to get fired up. Um, so when I was young, I wanted to be a writer. And I expressed that to one of my teachers, my sixth grade teacher, in fact. And she was just one of those teachers that is a total dream killer. And she was like, nah, you need to choose something more practical. You'll never make any money doing that. And I listened to her. I chose something more practical. And I definitely was practical all throughout my teens and 20s. Um, and I just, I just remember always feeling like, man, I wonder what would have happened if I became a writer, if I would have tried, if I would have not let that teacher's opinion derail my experience. I wanted to know like, what if, what if I had been supported rather than suppressed? So many, many years later, <laughs> I have actually written a book now. Um, and it's more of a guide to be, to be fair. It's not like a novel, <laughs> but I wrote a book about homeschooling to answer a lot of the frequently asked questions that I get. Um, and just when I saw the author page pop up, when I got the notification that my book is live, it's on Amazon, it's on Kindle, or no, it will be on Kindle this Friday, but it's on pre-order now. When I saw that notification pop up and it had my name and then author next to it, I legit got emotional because <laughs> I was like, I could have done this long time ago, but I just let someone else's opinion form my life. And, you know, the teacher wasn't a bad teacher. I'm sure in her mind, she was giving me sound advice. But at the same time, it's like, why not tell a kid they can do both? They can write and they can be great at this and. So, yeah. And like I said, I'm not going to cry. I'm not going to do that. But it just, it unlocked something in me from my childhood that was like, I don't have to listen to her, that teacher who, that was her version of practical. And I never even told my parents that I wanted to be a writer. I wonder because I, I just wasn't around my parents that much. I was in school all the time and in clubs and sports. I was always at other things. So I never even told my parents that I wanted to be a writer until I wrote this book. And then I was like, hey, parents, I wrote a book. Actually, my dad doesn't even know yet. I need to tell him, but he's out of the country right now. But it's just like those things that you keep locked inside of yourself when you're a kid because you're like, well, I don't want anyone else to poop on my dream. So I'm not gonna talk about it anymore, um, but yeah. That's what really factored into me wanting to homeschool. Long, long answer to short question is I wanted to be able to support my kids' dreams. So like right now, my oldest is very interested in anime and being an animator. And don't you know, we have bought some stuff to support her in doing that because I just don't, I never want, even the most well-meaning adult giving their advice can shut a kid down. And sometimes the parent doesn't even know that it happened because by the time they get home, what do they say when you say, how was school? Fine. You don't even mention that your heart was broken <laughs> at school today. You just push it down. You bottle it up. But when I'm with my kids, I can see when the light is on or I can see when it dims. I'm sorry, y'all. I'm getting a little sad. <laughs> I'm going to move on. I'm going to move on. Um, mm, sorry. Okay, so you yourself didn't get homeschooled. No, Diana, I was not homeschooled. Oh, sorry. <clears throat> not going to talk about that again. <laughs> oh my gosh. So sorry, y'all. Mm. I'm just scrolling back up to make sure I didn't miss any questions because um, I was talking too long. And then also, guys, if you drop your question in the QA, I can go back and see it. Uh-oh, it says you updated the app yesterday and the QA button is gone. 
No, 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 you're in. You're in the QA, Ramble on Rose. I see you in the QA. So hopefully you're good. Um, and yeah, if you have typed a question and I missed it because I was rambling, if you want to put it in the QA, that makes it so much easier to go back to it. So I apologize, y'all, for that um, that little moment. <laughs> I mean, I don't apologize, but I'm going to move on past it. <laughs> um, so yeah, I see you guys talking about just homeschooling is the best thing you've ever done um, after moving at their own pace. and Yeah, definitely focusing and being able to go at their own pace is good. Anna E311, I see your question. Do you think it's possible to homeschool when the parent has a full-time full-time work from home job. Yes. I only just recently stopped working back in February. So it is definitely possible. You may not be homeschooling between, you know, traditional school hours, like seven to three or eight to four, but it is for sure possible. You're just going to want to sit down with your, with your work schedule and, you know, on a spreadsheet, if you are spreadsheet friendly like me. So you would want to, you know, sit down, put out your business hours like this, block off whenever your work hours are. And then you can have a visual of when you can kind of fit in the, the school hours, which might be evenings and weekends for your family. Um, but it all just depends on what you, how your, how flexible your schedule is and, and, you know, when you're willing to, to homeschool or if your kids are old enough, if you want to, you know, set them up to be kind of autonomous and do it on their own. And then you just follow up and check when you get off work. Cause that was what I was able to do as well because my kids were old enough to work independently. Um, with my son, I just, because I, my work from home job was, I had flexible hours. I could plan when I was going to be working. Um, I just worked with him in the morning before I went to work. Um, but yes, short answer. Yes, it's possible. Also, um, if you want to go to my profile, I do have um, a, a Rolodex, which has a list of other families who are homeschooling. And I do indicate in there, if they told me that they're working from home, it's indicated in there or working at, outside the home too. It's not, they're not all work from home. Um, the, uh, D Queen 77, why did you stop working? It's not because the two mixed, was it? No, 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 no. I stopped because I had a, a difference of opinion with management. And I'm sure some of you have <laughs> had similar experiences, um, but I won't get into the details on that. I just basically like, if you don't appreciate me, then I won't be here. <laughs> but as you can see, I have a problem with not working. So that's where kind of this has come from. I was like, I need to be doing something. I want to be doing something. And so this has just kind of been a blessing to me in more ways than one um, to be able to still have that because honestly, sometimes working from home or being able to separate yourself from your kids on a you know routine basis is self care, guys. This is self care for me, and if the fact that I'm able to make money or you know make a little bit from it so that we can get you know whipped cream on our milkshakes when we go out, then <laughs> so be it. Um, but yeah. Okay, and then let's see. I know I missed some questions in the QA. Let me go back a bit. Would uh, would you do a, a how-to video on time blocking? Yeah, I actually did one uh, like two years ago on my YouTube channel, but I, I should probably do an updated one. And then Stacy Lee, you're asking, do you include photos in your end of year evaluation? Yes, I do keep like a yearbook file in my, just for myself. I don't have to turn it into anyone. So we definitely do keep photos throughout the year of the things that we're doing. All right, and then Monkey Mom, you're saying, do you make your own curriculum? I do. 
I do. I've tried in the past to do um, like an all-in-one and it just wasn't working. It didn't really work. <laughs> All right. Appreciate that, Stony86. Good looking out. Thank you. Can we like tell people when they got stuff going on? <laughs> I am so sorry also, but <laughs> but thank you. I appreciate that. Um, um, let's see. Okay, so D Queen77, you said I'm very interested in homeschooling. That's why I ask. My kids are not in school yet, but I work from home. Yeah, I totally get that. And you can do it. If if your work from home job is flexible, especially that just icing on the cake. Um, but the reason I stopped had nothing to do with homeschooling. Grow and bloom. You're asking how young did you start homeschooling? Um, so for my oldest, she started at about, I want to say three headed into four, um, but no paperwork is required that early, by the way. Um, my oldest, we really did. I mean, my middle child, we really didn't start until six. She just wasn't into it. And it was like, you can't, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make it drink, right? So not cool. <laughs> just just keep forcing it. Although I did try and there were tears. Um, and then for my youngest, my son, he we started him at about five. Sage and Grace, you're asking, does your state require assessments? Yes, but we don't have to turn it in. So take with that what you will. Um, but we have to do assessments at the third grade, sixth grade, ninth grade, and 12th grade levels. Thank you, Stony86, for that compliment. I appreciate it. Um, plant, or excuse me, Phantom Wolfie, if a uni requires a high school diploma to get in, how would you get your kid in if you homeschooled? Okay, so this is a question that totally like rocked my socks when I first started because I come from a structured background, military, all that jazz, public school, the whole nine. And so when I was getting into this and when I was an admissions counselor learning how we accept um, homeschool students, it did not sit well with me that the answer to that question is the parents make the transcript and diploma. Or if you have your kid in like a more organized, like um, structured homeschool curriculum, that curriculum would provide the transcript and the diploma. And I was just like, what do you mean they can just make it? Can't they lie? Can't they make it up? And the answer is yes, they could, but it wouldn't serve the student. And just like public school, who's checking your teacher to make sure that they're not just all grading on a curve and giving you a B when you should have had a C? or giving you an A when you should have had a D just because you're the teacher's pet and they like you or you played sports and they didn't want to mess up your chances in college, you know? So the truth is all of it's made up if you really want to go there. <laughs> like all of school, public school, private school, homeschool, it's all made up from some teacher's standard. It just happens to, it just so happens that the teacher is now the parent and the state's view them all equally and so do colleges because there is no position at any college where when you apply to you know go to that college that they are going to send us send a college representative out and ask your teacher did tam really get an a in history or is this just <laughs> your opinion because i can tell you a personal story i um had a history teacher he was he was so fun but he was also the baseball coach and taught us all about the Atlanta Braves. And then we watched Roots, the, the whole, I think it's like a nine part series of Roots. That was my US history in which I got an A. I don't, I don't know anything about history, which is my weakest subject when I'm teaching my kids, but my teacher just gave us A's because we didn't really have a history teacher. And I was able to take that A and go on to the university and, and go forth and do great things. So 
it's all made up to be honest and that just that just really messed up my brain i was like ah what do you mean but then it's like it's true because if you're in georgia and you had um if you've been here any amount of time you heard about that testing scandal that happened in atlanta some years back where the teachers were just filling in the tests so that they could get whatever um funding that they were um trying to get from the state hello those kids aren't taking that test <laughs> And I'm sure we all have stories where we're like, yep, I knew somebody who should have got an F and they didn't, or I should have got lower, but my teacher was nice and graded on a curve. So yeah, <laughs> we've all had those experiences that I'm sure we can think back to. Um, so yeah, uh, Miss Boss One, you're asking, I work from home, but my very, but are very interested, yeah, I cannot read. I work from home, but very interested in homeschool. Are you familiar with hiring instructors? So I have not personally hired anyone, but I am familiar with that. It is a thing. It is possible to do that. Um, just really depends on what you would want to do. Um, I do know some states have certain rules for private tutors, but if you're hiring someone to be a private tutor, they should be familiar with, with that. But you can do it. You can absolutely do it. Um, Kitty Meow, 18, my son has an IEP. Would I be able to homeschool him? Yes, yes, yes. And also, where did you go, Kitty? There you are. Um, I would recommend checking out the channel at Homeschool Basics here on TikTok. She literally just posted a video talking about homeschooling your kids with an IEP yesterday. Um, so definitely Homeschool Basics is her name. Check her out. She was talking about it yesterday on her page. Um, Ramble on Rose says, in my state, I believe they essentially get a GED type of diploma. Some people do go the GED route. You absolutely can do that. Um, doo -doo -doo. Okay, I'm sorry, guys. It just snapped down to the bottom. So let me scroll back up just to get caught up. Thank you, Julie from Rooted Home Academy for putting that out there. Yes, the resource list, y'all, has a bunch of resources. And I see you guys were reacting to what I was saying about it all being made up. It is. It's true. It rocks your socks off when you think about it. Like a lot of times the administrators aren't going into the classrooms to check. Um, I hope you're enjoying this episode of Homeschool Help Desk Live. If you'd like to participate in a live show, you can follow me on TikTok at Cousin Tam and join the live every Monday through Thursday from 8.30 a.m. to 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And now back to the show. So, yeah, it, it, it upset my brain for sure because I'm like, what do you mean? But it's so true. Um, so let's see. What curriculum do you use for a first grader? Destiny, um, same answer. Just definitely check my profile. It has that resources list there with a bunch of options um, for just what, what might be a good choice for your first grader. If you're interested in just what I personally use, I do have some things listed in my Amazon storefront as well. Um, Phantom Wolfie, you're saying, I need to teach my kid ASL, which I'm assuming means American Sign Language. How, when do I start? So um, you can definitely just start with some YouTube videos just to teach some key phrases. We actually have an American Sign Language dictionary here at the house where we just kind of keep it casual. You don't, it doesn't have to be a like formal curriculum, but definitely I would use YouTube um, as a resource because it's free, why not? But, and then if you wanted to invest in um, like an ASL dictionary just to have around the house, you can. I just try to make our house a learning environment. So we have like a library set up over here in the room across the hall. And then like, this is our classroom and it's just learning just happens all the time. It's, it's not necessarily 
restricted to the schedule that I've created. I just like to have it around kind of like field of dreams. If you build it, they will learn. <laughs> um, okay. And then let's see, I see little URS is saying, I think this is great. I have a homeschooler who is graduating this year. We love it. Oh, good. Congrats to your student. That's awesome. All right. And I'm just going to go check the QA. So uh, the mommy AJ is asking, is homeschooling from pre-K all the way up? It can be. It definitely can be. Um, personal choice for each family. So it definitely can be. Um, oops. Oh, gosh. How do I get this off? <laughs> I'm learning, y'all. Give me just a second. Okay. So we got... Oh, what test do you use as an assessment? Is that what that said? Ah, I went too fast. Which, oh, okay, what test do you use for assessment? So I use two. I use the Spectrum test, which is by the brand Carson DeLosa. And then I also use um, the PASS test, P-A-S-S, -S, by Hewitt Learning. That's the one we use for every three years, which is a standardized test that I you know, they mail it to me and then I mail it back for them to, um, to grade. And let's see. Okay. So Stacy, that kind of answered your question to evaluations. If so, how many? Same answer. <laughs> okay. And then let's see. Doo -doo 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 -doo. Where did the question go? Oh, which homeschool handbook is yours on Amazon. Mine is called homeschool help desk guide. <laughs> Thank you for asking. I also do have it linked in my profile um, as well. Thank you for asking that question. That's so sweet. Yeah. And I've made it to where if you have Kindle unlimited, it's free to read it. If you don't, and you just want to support me, it's going to, it's $2.99 for the Kindle version, which will be, you can pre-order it now, but then it actually will be available on Friday. And then if you're just a book person like me, you can order the paperback version of it, which is $8.99. And I was so excited. I ordered mine yesterday. I was like, it's real. Can't wait. It's supposed to be here tomorrow. So I'm excited about that. Thank you for that question, by the way. Okay, Jen, what test do you use for... You said Adam, but maybe you meant like exams or like just what standardized test do I use? Um, I, it's... I use the Spectrum test by Carson DeLosa and the PASS test, P-A-S-S -S, by Hewitt Learning. All righty. And what have I used to teach young ones to read? Ooh, so many things. Um, <laughs> I have used, um, I have used ABC Mouse briefly. I have used... Sight word cards. Oh, I have printed off worksheets. Hang on. I have printed off sight word worksheets like this one from education.com. Put it in this little pouch for dry erased and we just review it regularly. Um, I have used for little ones, little spelling puzzle games like this. I have played upwards with my kids. We've played, we've used Scrabble pieces to, you know, practice putting words together. Oh, I have used Bob books. Yes. Thank you for that. They're on my shelf. I have used Bob books. Um, I have used the 100 teacher kid to read in 100 easy lessons is over there. <laughs> I've used Duo ABC. 
Um, so yes, so many things. Um, gosh, a lot. <laughs> I, I feel like nothing's off limits when you're teaching your kid to read. Obviously also just going to the library um, regularly. <laughs> uh, let's see, how, did, how do you get started being a homeschool teacher? You just start, you can go to the hslda.org uh, forward slash legal website just to learn um, the rules of your state. Um, and then also connecting with people in your state as well is really helpful. And, um, but really like, this is my soap, soapbox moment, guys. You're the default teacher. This is something that like didn't click with me at first. But you as the parent, you are the default teacher automatically. So you're already automatically your kid's first teacher. If, if you choose to send your kids to a school like public school, private school, charter school, that's you outsourcing the job of being teacher to someone else. But you're still like the default. So you're already the teacher. There are no laws that make you the teacher. You're already the teacher. Um, there are some laws for some states that they just want to see what you're doing. Some states more than others. But you're the teacher period. <laughs> and it's just a matter of checking to see if your state requires any additional paperwork or stuff like that. But you're the teacher already. Um, let me just go back one more time, just to make sure I got all the questions out of the QA. Who watches your kids when you had to work? I was working from home. Um, but when I was working outside of the home, my husband, my mother were watching the kids. Um, so, and also my husband's family, <laughs> like, Whoever was available, <laughs> it just depends. Um, but when I was working from home, they were just here. Like I had my office set up like this. We have some clear doors. So like I could close the door to prevent some noise, but the um, they could see me. If they really, really needed a question, I could just pause what I was doing. Uh, so yeah, that was that question. I think I'm all caught up in here in the QA. Yes, mother, I am recording. Thank you. <laughs> mm. Oh, this is a good question that just popped up. Do you follow learning styles like kinesthetic? I do. I do. Um, and so if anyone's not familiar with the types of learning styles like visual, um, kinesthetic, auditory, etc., cetera, um, definitely, definitely learn your kid's learning style. Because a lot of times when kids are in school and, it's, and they're frustrated or they're not learning, it's because they're being taught in a way that is just doesn't resonate with them. Um, so one example is if you have a teacher that just lectures, is just auditory, but your student, your child is a visual learner, that's not going to mix. And your kid might not do well in that class. But one of the you know great things about homeschooling is you as a parent can observe, my kid is very visual. So you could literally sit your kid down in front of a, a YouTube video, like Crash Course is one that comes to mind where they, it's a very visual program. Yes, it's auditory, they're talking, but they're giving lots of visuals. And your kid will probably get it and learn it so much better. Um, but you know, in school, they don't necessarily do that. They don't pop on a video for the visual learners. If the teacher style is auditory, that's just what it's gonna be. Um, so yeah, that's one of the perks. And I definitely do pay attention to my kids' learning styles. And also, please don't forget, guys, it changes <laughs> your kids' Learning style could be different based on the subject that you're teaching and also as they grow. Sarah Beth is asking, um, what is your opinion of time for learning? I like it. Um, I don't personally use it yet. One of my very good friends does, and it is 100% on my radar for when we get older, like high school. 
Um, but I know that at the belief they started third grade for time for learning. So you could start now. I just personally haven't started it yet, but it's, it's on my radar. Oh, cool, Sarah Beth. So you're also a single mom who is planning on homeschooling while traveling internationally. That sounds fabulous. <laughs> I, I think that's amazing. I, I love the idea of world schooling and you just, you learn so much more um, seeing the world, not just reading about it from a book. So I think that that is fantastic. Um, so Samantha S360, you said, I've been homeschooling for three years and this year has been the toughest. So, so hard to lesson plan. Uh, with your fourth grader. Yeah, I don't know what it is. Like for me, it was third grade. That was the the just the hardest year. Um, but it could just be time to look at a different curriculum because as your kids grow, what was working doesn't work anymore. Um, and I know it was like crushing for me because I felt like oh, I just, I found the perfect curriculum, but my kid hates it. Ah. Um, so yeah, definitely look into maybe changing things up. Okay, Samantha says, um, do you have any tips? My son is more hands-on visual learning. Yes. So um, if you're, if you have an iPad, I do recommend Duo ABC. My son is who just popped in and he is also more visual, more hands-on. So we play games like Upwards. Um, we just play games in general. Like um, one thing I really, really like and that he really likes is uh, we bought a, a deck of flashcards, sight words, and I put them around on the floor just there's 86 that come in the set, but I think I probably do about 20 to 25 sight words in a circle on the floor. Can you ask Nat? Thank you. Um, and we put it around in the on the floor in a circle and I'll ask him to go jump on the word. So first he has to walk around the circle, like sounding it out and he will go and then jump on that word. So that has been tremendous in helping him learn to read because Although he does like to sit down and read together, like at night, um, trying to get him to sit and read during the day just isn't his jam. So I definitely had, you got to be creative <laughs> and, and just try other things and just keep, don't be, don't be so afraid to try something else because that was, that was a hiccup for me at the beginning. It's like, I found this curriculum. I paid for this book, this workbook, we're using it. And that's what caused a lot of friction was I just wasn't willing to admit that I got it wrong and that we needed to do something else. Um, so yeah, definitely never, ever be afraid to like switch it up and change and do something else. Okay. So I see, uh, oops, Lois. Uh, oh, I needed to be here. My son, my, I told my son we needed to be researching homeschool. Oh, good. I'm glad. I'm glad this has been helpful. I hope it's been helpful. <laughs> um, let's see. Had to change my ish says single mom going to homeschool next year, probably starting here soon. I do adult foster care. Folks should, where'd your question go? The rest of it, I think, got cut off. Folks should something. Okay, I'm sorry. I think your question got cut off. I know that like, the chat is limited, y'all. So, <laughs> had to, oh, had to look into it if their job is restricted. Yeah, I think once you guys really start doing the research for your area, I think you'll find that it's really much more free-flowing than you think. The most overwhelming or... Um, intimidating part of homeschooling is how free it is that you are in charge and you can do what you want. And I think for me, for me, someone like me, that's type A, that likes rules, that really wants to know that I'm doing things right, like in quotes, doing things right. I want to know what I need to do. But for other people, they're like, no, 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 I'm good. Leave me alone. Like for me, I'm like, no structure, please. Like 
I need to know my left and right limits. And that's just not how it is when you homeschool. You definitely have to have, um, you, you have to research, you have to continue to be flexible in order to be successful. Because if you're rigid and just trying to keep up with public school or doing public school at home, I think you will find your child is not any more successful than they would have been at school, probably, probably worse off because <laughs> you're their parent too. So then they really don't want to listen to you. Um, but yeah, I, like I had to really get both sides of my brain in order because I have part, half of me is drill sergeant, half of me is hippie, right? So the drill sergeant part is like order, function. And the hippie part of me is like, we're good, man. Just, just take a chill pill. Like I'm, I'm, the dude, he is Mr. Lebowski. That's my brain. <laughs> and what's funny is I actually have, those are also my parents. So my dad was a literal drill sergeant and my mother was in the military, but she wasn't a drill sergeant. But my dad is the hippie and my mom is the literal drill sergeant. <laughs> like she has to have things dressed right dress, which is fine. Um, but that's just how I grew up. And that's how my brain is. So I try to make both sides of my brain happy with the homeschooling, which is why we have a spreadsheet, but it's colorful and it's pretty and flexible, but it's also laminated. So it's a guide, but I like to follow it. <laughs> um, so yeah, so hopefully that wasn't like too crazy for <laughs> uh, Oh gosh, what did, oh, y'all started chatting a bunch. Mm-mm-mm-mm. It's time for learning a good curriculum and meeting all the requirements. Um, so Baby Smith, I have not personally used it, but um, friends of mine have. And yes, it meets all the requirements for Georgia. Um, so I would imagine Kentucky, I believe, is a bit similar. Um, but just verify, you know, like try it out. I think that you can do it by month uh, with time for learning. I don't think you have to pay for the whole year up front. So try it out, see how, how it works. And like I said, don't be afraid to make mistakes because you will make mistakes. I mean, for the, for the vast majority of us, we never really wanted to be teachers, <laughs> but we just, we want our kids to have a good education. So we, you have to be willing to learn. You have to be willing to be flexible, try new things. And if it doesn't work, change it. Don't, don't feel like you have to be bogged down into one thing and, and be so rigid that you're not willing to admit you made a mistake. And it's actually okay to tell your kids too, by the way, like, hey guys, we I chose poorly with this one. Um, and include your kid in the decision. So ask them, do you like time for learning or whatever curriculum you're choosing? Um, because I think that is when, a, when you're, at least in my experience, when your kid is involved in the decision, they're more likely to continue with it. And, um, and be excited about doing it. Hi, Casey, one, two, two, three. So any tips for kindergarten? Yeah, so definitely check the resource list in my profile. Um, there's a lot of things on there for like pre-K kindergarten, but overall, keep it light, keep it light, keep it fun. Um, because this the whole like forcing a kindergarten, kindergartner to sit down, do your work, like none of us adults want to do that. And I've said this before, like how many of us adults, raise your hand, could survive a week of school, like going back to public school now? None of us. I defy you to say you could survive or thrive in that environment <laughs> because I know personally, I, I just know I could not go back to school. Um, so expecting our kids to be able to thrive, you know, so just keep it fun, keep it light and, and include them in the decisions because kindergartners are opinionated. They can tell you what they would like to do. <laughs> they can tell you what they like and don't like. Um, and that's what really also helped 
with with my son is, you know, he is just very anti-workbook. So I really had to get creative in using things like this, like dry erase, because some days he just wants to scribble on the dry erase, or we do have wipe clean workbooks that we use. But other days he would actually sit down and do it. So just having that flexibility to allow for those days where it's just going to be chaos, but it's fine. <laughs> and then other days where he's like really motivated and he really wants to learn things. Um, so you just kind of got to go with their flow. And then obviously you can utilize YouTube digital resources. Like y'all don't be afraid of screen time. Like sometimes screen time can really, really help, especially if you are um, someone who's working from home. Like I'm not afraid of screen time at all. Yes. I don't know how y'all that grew up with siblings do this. <laughs> like I'm constantly like calling my mother-in-law, like, how did you do the whole three kids thing? Cause I was raised an only child. Like I didn't even find out I had siblings till I was 18, but that's another story. And I'm just like, it's a toaster y'all. Like, what are we doing? <laughs> All right, let me go back up and get caught up. Where in Georgia are you? So I see you Pinkie Pie. Um, it's the internet. I'm not ever gonna say specifically. Um, but I saw your question. I didn't want you to think I was ignoring you. Um, yeah. Okay. So then I see you guys were commenting some of you to each other. Um, Samantha S is saying, please tell me we're not the only ones who have bad days and good days for learning. You are so not, you just witnessed chaos over a toaster, a pop tart. <laughs> You're definitely not. And on those days where you have, you know, just meltdowns where you just know, like no learning is going to happen today take a break. It's fine to do that and necessary to do that. You're teaching your kids. Like I, I think of it like emotions are kind of like the weather. You're going to have good days. You're going to have bad days. You just adapt to what the weather throws at you. When it's raining, take an umbrella. When it's really hot and sunny, put some sunscreen on, <laughs> crank up the AC. Just, you got, you have to be flexible. Uh, let's see. How do you, how did you convince your kids to homeschool them? I think your question got cut off. So I didn't really have to convince my kids to learn if that's what you're asking, um, because kids are just natural learners. My goal was to just kind of funnel the learning towards a particular goal. Um, and I just have done that by making our home a learning environment. Um, and then also just explaining to them why education matters, why ignorance is not a cool thing. Like we should not strive for ignorance. We should strive for intelligence. And, and that just comes down to also living it, being a living example of learning. So, you know, I'm sure you have time for your kids are saying, hey, mom, what you doing? Or, hey, dad, what are you doing? I'm learning about da da da. And then it's like, oh, hmm, maybe I should go learn about something too. So sometimes just it's best to be a model of learning for them. Um, and that really helps because our kids are going to imitate us. And that might be, you know, hard for some of us to hear sometimes. Like when my kids get an attitude, they learned it from somewhere. And I have to be honest with myself about that. <laughs> um, so I just, I try to just model what I want to see. When I want to see them reading, I make sure they see me reading. If I want them to pray, I, you know, model it in front of them. I show them me praying or whatever, meditating, exercising, eating vegetables, model it for them. And they're more likely because I know for sure. I remember one time I was eating some prunes <laughs> and my son was like, what's that? And I was like, it's a prune. He's like, can I try it? I was like, I don't know if you'll like it. He's like, yeah, I want to try it anyway. And he tried it. He liked it. You just model it for them. They want they they're 
going to imitate us no matter what. Same thing with me drinking coffee. My mother can attest to this if she's still in here. I drink coffee in the morning. Like the other day, my son walks in and is like, mom, can I try some coffee? So <laughs> they're going to copy us. Hmm. But no, he did not have any coffee. All right. Uh, let's see. Oh, the pa that Panda SS. I went to the dollar store yesterday and forgot how many supplies they have that I could use. Yes. So many things of mine have come from the dollar store. Um, oh, God. Like this money, this uh, play money set came from the dollar store. Guys, you can homeschool. You can find homeschooling resources just about at any store. Even just using play cars like Matchbox cars. I've used, my son is a car fanatic. I have used his cars to teach addition and subtraction. It does not have to be on a worksheet. And then when I go to do my record keeping for what we did that day, Matchbox math, that's what we did that day. <laughs> and that just, and you know, I might put a little note about like how, how many addition or subtraction things that we did. But that's the thing is like, you don't have to, be a school in order for your kids to learn. Because think about how much we have learned from TikTok. You have no paperwork to show all the things that you've learned from TikTok. You just have some liked videos in your FYP, no transcript, no worksheets, no tests. But I defy you to say you haven't learned anything since you've been on this app. <laughs> so yeah, for sure. You can absolutely, absolutely, um, teach in different ways. Ooh, Ash Kardash says, you have so much patience. I so don't. I do not. I do not. Oh my gosh, I do not. I, I, I don't even have drafts in my on my TikTok because I'm so impatient. I would not be patient. I have to, when I when I record something, I just post it. I don't, I'm not patient at all because I can't do drafts or like, Christmas is so hard for me. And my birthday, if you're getting me something, don't tell me. I have no patience <laughs> whatsoever. Um, how long have you been homeschooling? This is going to be our ninth year of homeschooling. Oh, yeah. See, that panda says, there's so much stuff I've learned and rarely used that I learned at school. Yeah, I'm still waiting on the Pythagorean theorem to be relevant in my life. But when it when it comes, oh boy, a squared plus b squared equals c squared. I am ready, and I have I can't even think of a, a reason that I would need to use sine, cosine, and tangent. But I still have that ti eighty three for when I'm ready. <laughs> Whenever that comes, hasn't happened yet. <laughs> oh goodness! Oh, I see some of y'all showing love about the coffee. Oh my goodness. Um, XOXO Love and Co says I'm homeschooling a now eighth grader, eighth and ninth grader plus two toddlers ages one and four. It's rough. Yeah. Yeah. You're like in survival mode with your toddlers, but then also like advanced, more logical thinking mode. So I'm sure your brain is like scrambled eggs at the end of the day, having to listen to, you know, little kid shows and then come back and talk about like the meaning of life with your teenagers. I totally understand that. Oh my goodness. Bless your heart on that. Oh my gosh. Um, so A-Levels 007 says, were you nervous when you first started homeschooling? Yes, but probably not for the reason that you think. Um, I was nervous because I didn't have a lot of support at the beginning, including my husband, he was skeptical. My whole family was skeptical. 
So I was nervous because I didn't want to hear I told you so from them. And that's what made me so super duper rigid at the beginning. Like I've said in other um, lives, I was basically trying to create a British boarding school with uniforms and a crest included <laughs> um, just to prove to everyone that I could do this, that I could handle this. Um, so I was definitely nervous for that reason. I didn't, I was not nervous about could I teach them because I've always felt like I was smarter than a fifth grader, you know? So I was like, I can at least get them to fifth grade, which was initially the, the thought was we would stop at fifth grade and they would go to school the rest of the way. But then COVID happened um, right when we were supposed to be transitioning to middle school. So we just have kept going. Um, but yeah, for sure, I was nervous. 100%. <laughs> but not not for the teaching my kids part. I was nervous for other people's opinions and their criticism, which if you are dealing with something similar, I highly recommend that you ignore those people and do what you think is best for your kid. Um, because I, I was I had so many sleepless nights trying to prove I was prove to them that I was good enough. I felt like I was good enough, but I was trying to prove to other people that I was good enough. And actually my husband came around quite quickly. So he was, he's actually been supportive primarily from the beginning, just a little like, mm, I don't know about that. So he really wasn't like a negative influence or a hindrance at all. But like other people in my family would like quiz our kids when they would see them, which really, really bothered me. Um, so I was nervous for that reason. Uh, let's see. So Hope Collective, you said homeschooling in Michigan, first grade, how do we go about report cards? are they necessary right now? Um, so I, I keep a template personally and I make the, the report card myself, which I believe is probably also the same in your state, but you're gonna wanna double check that just to make sure. And that's how I keep it. I just track what we're doing. If we're taking any tests and I'm grading them, I keep track of all of that. Um, but that grade is it's so young. Unless you're required to turn it into anyone, I would say it's probably not necessary. You can just keep the record for yourself. But definitely double check your law. You can go to the hslda.org website that I have above my head here just to double check. And then also, I do believe I have people in the Rolodex on my profile. It's called the Homeschool Help Desk Rolodex that are from Michigan that you could reach out to and just ask them just to double check. Um, <laughs> Kaya Singh says, OMG, someone told me to create a crest before. Yeah, I did. It was actually pretty fun to create. Um, and then I was literally looking for people to like, you know, make it an embroidered design. I, I did not ever actually complete that, but I have a crest made. We have a, a name of our homeschool. It's got a crest. It's got, a, um, it's got a motto. It's got, <laughs> this is what I was doing at my full-time job when I was thinking of, you know, my kids, when I was, had some downtime at work, I was just creating like a full blown boarding school. I'm not joking y'all. It was intense. <laughs> mm. So any tips for beginners seriously considering homeschooling? Yeah, just definitely follow other people on this app um, that are in the Rolodex just to get um, ideas and perspectives of what other people are doing. I think that's a good way to just see what it's like, because my perspective is just that. It is my perspective, um, which I think really set some people off about that one video that went a little viral here. Um, that's how I do things, not how Georgia requires things. Um, and then just keep asking questions of people, meet people. And that's really how you are going to know if this is for you, if this is something that you wanna do. So just keep asking questions.
Pinkie Pie is asking, um, do I do a mom homeschool meetup? I'm also from, I'm also a homeschool mom from Georgia. I'd love to learn. Where did the rest of your question go? You'd love to learn. I don't know. I think you were probably going to say like more about homeschooling maybe. Um, so I have personally not been participating in homeschool meetups, but they do exist. I used to, I used to, um, participate in it. We were meeting up like on a weekly basis. Um, but I'm antisocial, <laughs> despite what it may look like here. Um, like I'm very much an introvert. If you invite me, I'm probably not going to come. <laughs> That's just how I am. Um, but they meetups do happen. Meetups do exist. Um, the probably the only thing I'm even considering going to right now that is homeschool related is there's a homeschool expo that'll be happening in the Atlanta area at the end of July. I might go. I've signed up. And I think today is the last day to sign up for free, by the way, um, with the code FREE2022. So if you are in Georgia and you would want to attend that, um, it's I think today is the last day to do it for free, or maybe it was yesterday. It might have been yesterday now that I'm thinking about a new month has come through. So I'm sorry, y'all. I'm late on that information, but it's only $10. So even if you don't do it for free, it's $10 to go. Um, and I might attend that, but I'm not really like when I, and I, I, this is something that I also recommend. Like if you are a homeschool mom, take care of you. Hello. <laughs> like when I'm not homeschooling, I'm not thinking about homeschooling. <laughs> I'm not thinking about meeting up with people just to homeschool. I meet up with people based on my interests. So like I'm a part of a book club for moms where we read thrillers. That's what I'm interested in. That's who I meet up with. And we don't really discuss homeschooling when we do that. So I'm not even sure if I were invited to a homeschool meetup that I would want to go because I'm just like, no, we're done. I'm finished with school for the day. I don't want to keep talking about it. Like, if you want to meet up with me, let's talk about things that we're both interested in. And I also I do better one on one than in a group, because if I'm in a group setting, all I'm just I'm probably sitting back just listening than talking. So, yeah, sorry. Long answer again to a short question. Uh, let's see. Oshel41M says, what works for one may not work for others. Try and try again. That's it. That's the motto. That's that's the advice. Um, Seller Creative says, my mom is a teacher and seeing her experience slash some of her co-teachers pushed me away from wanting to public school and pushed me towards homeschool. Yes. One of my very best friends also works at the school that my kids will be going to. And sometimes the things that she would tell me, like just what she's experienced in the day, is like, I'm, I'm good. We're good <laughs> where we're at. Um, Pinkie Pie, you're asking what is the website? Um, I don't know the website. I think it's just southeasthomeschoolexpo.com. Let's see if that's right. Oh, I was right. Southeasthomeschoolexpo.com. That is the website for the conference. Let's see if they're still free. Uh, register online. Um, I'm going to register as, you know, I'll register as my mother. You okay? Um, let me see. All right. I'm just registering to see if the, I'm doing it to see if the coupon code still works, y'all. Free 2022 apply. Okay, no. It's, oh, wait, it is. It is. Yay. It is still working. Okay. So. Yeah, it's still working today, guys. <laughs> if you are in the Georgia area and you want to go, uh, I'm not going to register my mother, though, because she will not be going. <laughs> but
but yeah, that's cool. All right. Um, so Miss Jenkins, you said, hi, I have a question about military parents moving overseas. Is it possible? So short answer, I believe yes. Um, I would recommend checking out my Rolodex. I do have a home, a military family on the list. Um, I believe her username on here is homeschool made me do it. Yes, that is her name. So they are military. They have experienced homeschooling in multiple states. I would definitely follow her, reach out to her. Her name is Jen to see if they've had experience moving overseas. That is not something I have personal experience with. So I don't want to in any way lead you wrong on that. Um, but I would definitely check her channel out and reach out and ask her. By the way, y'all, anyone on that Rolodex, if you go and just say, hey, Cousin Tam sent me, they know. They've all agreed to be on this list. Like I did not put anyone on this list who doesn't know about these lives and doesn't know like that I will be sending people their way. So they all know it won't be awkward. <laughs> but I just know that I don't know everything. So I want to be able to point y'all to someone who can better answer that question. I look at myself like one of those old school operators from like the 40s. It's like, uh, let me connect your call. <laughs> one moment, please, while I transfer you. <laughs> um, all things Vero, the website I just referenced is for a the Southeast Homeschool Expo in Georgia. It's happening at the end of July. Uh, so it's just southeasthomeschoolexpo.com. Uh, let's see. Kaya Singh says, how do you feel about summer bridging books? I use them every single summer. And matter of fact, what you just heard was my oldest walking in to get her summer bridge book and she just walked out to go complete it. Um, so I like them very much. And I have the ones that we're using linked in my Amazon store. I, I like them a lot. It really helps to cut down on the amount of reteaching that you would have to do going into the next grade. Uh, let's see, SGE992 is asking, can you homeschool and avoid a GED? My husband wants the kids to have a regular diploma. Yes, um, I did I did talk all about this at the beginning of this um, live. So if you wanna go back and check out my podcast when it's posted later or share it with your husband, um, I did give like a full blown um, explanation about how homeschooled kids get homeschooled, how they get diplomas. Um, you can, but I'll just give a brief version of it now. You can, do it yourself. <laughs> that is an option. You can also, when they get to high school, you can choose to be a part of a all-in-one program, like a high schooling a high school program for homeschoolers, where at the end of which you have a ceremony and you are presented with a high school diploma. So it really just depends on what you would like to do. You do not have to go the GED route at all. As a matter of fact, you can also follow Mary Wilson blog. Um, on here. Her name is uh, Mary Wilson Blog. And she talks on her channel about what they, what she did, um, creating a transcript and things like that for her daughter who uh, went to college. Um, I think she has more than one. I think she has one currently in college and then one headed there. I'm sorry. I'm, it's, it's hard for me to remember everyone, but I think that, that that's what she said. Like she, one is definitely in college already. She's definitely done this already. And I think she has one more like headed to college. Um, so definitely follow her Mary Wilson blog. And then there's others as well on the list who are second generation homeschoolers, homeschooling their kids and have um, completed the, you know, gone through and had their kids graduate. So y'all check out that Rolodex and follow anyone on that list that you um, think might be helpful for you. Okay. Uh, let's see. 
can, Sarah Beth Zizi is asking, can you explain what is unschooling? So um, best example I can think of, of unschooling is Miss Frizzle from the Magic School Bus. You are basically just following your kid's lead wherever that leads. And um, obviously Miss Frizzle is a fictional character, but that's the idea behind homeschooling is that you are not just sit down, do your workbook. We're on a schedule. It's Miss Frizzle. <laughs> that's what unschooling is. You good? Mm -hmm. What's the problem? I hope you're enjoying this episode of Homeschool Help Desk Live. If you'd like to participate in a live show, you can follow me on TikTok at Cousin Tam and join the live every Monday through Thursday from 8.30 a.m. to 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And now back to the show. All right. So y'all just got to see like live what our homeschool kind of looks like. So basically my approach is give it a shot, try it without me. Um, and then we have books and resources all around that they can go see if they can figure it out on their own. And then of course I'm available, come to me and ask me. So <laughs> I guess she forgot what a pronoun was, but then when she saw it on the paper, she's like, Oh, <laughs> so yeah, fun times. Okay. Let me, let's see. All right. I just found you. I also homeschool in Georgia as well. Well, hey, Lana Drew. Thank you for being here. Uh, let's see. Vontoria Design says, and I, I'm sorry, I hope I said that right. Vontoria's Design says, uh, I want to switch to homeschool, but my, but my daughter needs an IEP. Does homeschooling have help with IEP? So yes, I'm learning this, by the way, um, but I would definitely suggest that you check out Homeschool Basics channel on, here on TikTok. She literally just made a video yesterday um explaining how iep works she's she's got a lot of experience with iep and evaluations and, and knows about getting support and things um as as a homeschooler so um her name her her page name again is homeschool basics definitely check her out um and then like i said there's also people on the list on the rolodex in my profile who also um, have experience with ieps as well all righty. Okay, so I see you guys are answering questions to each other. Thank y'all. And also, guys, there are homeschooling moms in here right now, like Rooted Home Academy. Um, it, I see her. She's in here. And I think there was average homeschool mother was in here. She might be gone now. But y'all definitely follow um, other folks. Oh, PR Shorty just popped in. She's a homeschooling mother. Um, so yeah, we're, we're collaborative here, y'all. This is a community. We just want to help. That's how we do this. And y'all are helping me too, by the way. <laughs> uh, I did Jessica. Yeah. I went to help her. <laughs> She's at the point now where I'm, I'm trying to, um, have her lean on me less. And I think sometimes, cause she's also like the baby girl, the middle child. She's used to asking her sister for help, asking me to do things. And we're trying to get those little gazelle legs to stand on their own. And so sometimes it frustrates her a little bit, but yeah, I will definitely be helping her. Like there's, I never really leave them hanging, but I do definitely encourage them to try without me. Like, don't come to me first. Let's learn to, let's learn how to look up definitions. Let's learn how to do the research before 
you go to somebody else. So that's all it was. And she came down here looking for the pouch because I have a pouch that has printed all the parts of speech in it. But um, this page was in front of that page that she was looking for. So she just walked away without double checking to see if there was another one behind this one. So she just she was just frustrated, which happens. Um, but one of the things I've had to stop myself from doing is just jumping in to save them right away. Like, no, you got to let them little legs get strong on their own. Let those wings get strong so they can fly. Um, and it's okay to let them struggle a little bit, by the way, y'all. Like, because they're more proud of themselves once they do figure it out without you. So, but trust me, y'all, I don't, I don't just leave them in the lurch and like, too bad, I don't care. I'm on live. <laughs> like, no, it's not that at all. Because um, like I said, once I showed her that the page was right behind, she was like, oh, and she's, she's fine now. Um, hey, Moonstruck Iron Goddess, I go live Monday through Thursday from 8.30 a.m. to 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. So if you can catch the lives, that's great. I also do record them for my podcast, which is called Homeschool Help Desk Live. Um, it's on Spotify, it's on Apple, it's on Amazon, it's on Google Podcasts. So you can catch it anywhere. If you happen to miss it, if you guys want to go subscribe just to be supportive, that would be awesome. Um, but yeah, that's what that's what this is. And then I I did mention at the beginning, I did just write a homeschool help desk guide, which is available now on Amazon, which you can get through my profile as well. And it's just answering a lot of frequently asked questions that I get um, about just homeschooling in general. So, and that you can read for free. If you have Kindle Unlimited, you can read it for free starting on Friday, or you can pre-order it on Kindle, or you can, um, if you're like me and just like books and just want to buy the paperback, you can buy the paperback too. <laughs> Um, let's see. So XOXO Love and Co says, do you do anything for moving to the next grade or graduation? Also paperwork for moving on. So yes, I do keep track of all of that. Like I track our assignments and the resources that I use for that year. I keep track of um, their grades for, so the way I do it, let me try to break it down. Like we homeschool for six weeks on and one week off. So each of our, and I call that a term. So each of our terms has six weeks. And then our semesters each have three terms. And so at the end of the first three terms, we have like a grade average for the subjects we've been doing. And then same thing for the second semester, there's three more terms in that semester. And I take samples of their work to, to provide grades. And then they have a second semester grade, which both of those semester grades averages to the final grade. And then at the end of the year, I give an assessment of what, like a comment of what I think, how I think they're doing for that grade. And so all of that is in the template that I've shared on my Etsy store, because that's what I like to see. That is not required. I need to like make that clear, okay? You don't have to be that detailed. That's just what makes the drill sergeant side of my brain happy to do that and have something that I can go back and look at for each grade. I am, that is, that's what makes that side of my brain happy. Now we do not do tests all the time. Um, and, and I don't require them to like, I don't grade things very harshly all the time. Um, but we do use programs like studies weekly, which is for our science and our social studies for the younger grades, where at the end of that lesson, they do take a test, which includes some multiplication and some free response and, it, and they get a grade 
at the end of each week on Studies Weekly. So I utilize that when I'm creating my grades. I use those test grades when I'm creating the grades for those subjects. And then for um, the math and ELA books that we use, those books also have like multiple choice sections that I utilize for um, compiling the grades for the terms. So yeah, that but that's me. Again, this is my method. There are some homeschool me methods where there's like, there's they don't use grades at all. Both methods are correct. It's just really about what you want to see happen in your family for your homeschooling. Hey, little Missy Creations. You said, I saw your live the other day. You can get a teacher discount with a teacher card. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. Um, in our state of Georgia, uh, you're given, not given, you're com you complete a declaration of intent to start. And you can do that online and I, you can print that, take it to stores. That serves as your teacher discount for homeschooling for like Target, um, Michaels. That's where I've personally used them. Uh, I'm trying to think. I can't remember if Hobby Lobby does it. It's been so long since I've been to Hobby Lobby. I don't, I don't know if they do it. But yes, you can get teacher discounts using that. Um, either you can purchase a teacher card, like from the HSLDA website, they offer some for sale. But I usually just use our declaration of intent paperwork. Oh, okay, Chantel Hawk says, yes, Hobby Lobby does. Uh, provide teacher discounts. Yeah, it's been a long time since I've been there, so I just wasn't sure. So thank you for um, chiming in on that to, to um, confirm. That's why I like this. It's collaboration. See, now I might go back to Hobby Lobby. <laughs> it's been a minute. Uh, thank you for that. Let's see. Um, okay, uh, so Queen Hippolyta is responding to Rooted Home Academy saying the Waldorf Way, Waldorf Way has a YouTube series with games for every subject. See, that's what I'm saying, y'all. Don't be afraid of screen time and YouTube. You could be out here buying something that is on the on the, online for free. Like you do not have to. The homeschooling doesn't have to be expensive. I think it can be if you would prefer like an accredited program. Like if you would prefer to see the word accredited next to your um, homeschooling program. But I can tell you personally, as an admissions counselor, <laughs> former admissions counselor. We don't care. We're not looking <laughs> to see if your homeschool was accredited or not. So, but it's a personal preference though for you and your family. If you want to um, include an accredited program for your for your student, where at the end of which they receive a diploma that has the raised embossed seal and symbol and crest on it, like that's that's you. You can do that. <laughs> um, Oh, it, it's Waldock. I said Waldorf. I'm sorry. Waldock is it's the Waldock way. Excuse me, y'all. Uh, let's see. Uh, let's see. Oh, OK. Alexa, Alex, Alex Ashby, I'm sorry, says I just commented this under another video. But what social what socialization activities do your kids do? So my kids, pers my kids do Girl Scouts, 4-H, and we attend the um, events at our libraries that our library hosts every week. Uh, my son is interested in sports. So it's looking like we might be a football family this fall. We'll see how that goes. <laughs> um, but that's what we're doing right now. Um, but friends of ours are doing soccer, they're doing baseball, they're doing band, uh, volleyball. 
uh, some of our friends are in a theater, like a community theater group, um, and we've gone to their shows, which is actually pretty fun. Um, we also go to the museum quite a lot, like different museums, science and art and history museums. Um, we also have participated in the Junior Ranger program here in Georgia. And if you are in Georgia and you uh, complete the assignments at the state park, you get this cool little pin from that state park, um, which is also really, really fun. So that's another program. I'm trying to think, is that it? I feel like we're always doing something. <laughs> and also just hanging out with people. Oh yeah, that's right, martial arts. Oh my gosh, I can't believe I forgot that one. Um, so yeah, my husband's friend owns a dojo. We don't, we haven't done that recently, but we did it in the past before COVID. And then um, dance, my daughter was very briefly, very briefly a part of a dance club. <laughs> but then we recognized that rhythm does not run in the family. So she didn't want to keep doing that. Oh, cool. Lana Drew says, yeah, they did the, they did the Junior Ranger at Fort Pulaski here in Georgia. So yeah, that's a fun thing. If you And you don't have to be a part of the program. You can just do that one whenever. Like you just go to the park office, front office, and just tell them you're, you're there to do that. And there's an activity book that they'll give you. And they give you a pen for your um, participation, which I think is kind of cool to collect those pens. I have ours just stuck to the bulletin board here, which is kind of nice. I'd like to do all of them around Georgia. That's like a goal of mine before we finish homeschooling. Alrighty. So I am trying to, like I said, y'all be like strict about our end time. So um, I do say that I end these at 10. So I'll probably just scroll back up just to see if there's another question that I might've missed. Give me just a second. Heartfelt Mama 7 says, doesn't it have to be accredited for them to get into college? I thought so. I thought so, but no. When I was um, an admissions counselor at one of the top universities here in Georgia, I was surprised to learn that nobody's checking that. Nobody is going to ask you as a homeschool parent, was this accredited? And I was really shocked about that. I was like, are you kidding me? So these parents can just pencil whip a bunch of A's? I was like defiantly like protesting that, like how dare us not check? and. We're not. <laughs> the admissions was not checking. Um, but truly, you would just be setting your kid up for failure if you were not being honest. But also, um, one thing that you have to realize that's different about homeschooling versus public schooling is the reason that you might see a lot of the... You, you good? Yeah, I'm just a bit sad. Okay, I'll talk to you in just a second. Um, the reason that you'll see a lot of homeschooling kid, um, parents giving their kids A's is because we don't move on until our kid gets it. Whereas in public school, you're more limited in the amount of time that you can spend on a subject. And so your grade is whatever, whatever level of understanding you were at when it was time to move on. So if you think about that, that's actually really kind of awful. <laughs> um, because so many of us grow up thinking we're not good at math, we're not good at history, we're not good at whatever subject, because the grade we got at the end of that semester just showed where we were at at that time. But imagine how much further along you might've been or how, if someone had just stuck with you till you got it, stuck with you until, until it was an A. And what I actually do like about the states not forcing and, and the colleges not forcing accreditation is because when you actually look up what accreditation is, cause I did, it really is just some organization comes in and looks to see what you're using and gives you a stamp that says, okay, yes, we like this curriculum. 
that's all that is. Accreditation is just literally rubber stamping saying, we think that the book that you've chosen for your homeschool or for your school meets these requirements. The end. They're not then coming back to check if you actually taught according to those standards. And that's the same thing with public schools. Like the schools have been given the rubber stamp that says, yes, we like this textbook for math. Using this means that you have, you will meet the standards for math. But that does not mean your math teacher taught you math. <laughs> it just means that they, the curriculum outline guideline that was selected was given the stamp of approval by some administrative authority that never actually saw it taught to you. I'm gonna end it there though on a soapbox moment because I could go on and on about that one. Um, but yeah, the, the accreditation thing is not a requirement for most colleges, so. I hope that answered your question. I, I hope it didn't come down too harshly. And I do appreciate everyone being here today for this live. If you missed any part of it, I have recorded it and it'll be posted to my podcast, which is Homeschool Help Desk Live, um, probably in the next couple of hours. And then I'll be back again tomorrow morning uh, from 8.30 to 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time to answer any uh, um, questions that I might've missed. So I do apologize if I did miss you, if I didn't see you. Um, but like I said, I will be back tomorrow to answer more of your questions. And thank you so much for being with me today. I so sincerely, sincerely appreciate it. Definitely check my profile for more um, homeschooling resources, information, other homeschoolers that you can follow on this app, and then just anything that you might be interested in in supporting me as well. It's all linked in my profile. And I'll see y'all tomorrow. I hope y'all enjoyed that episode of the Homeschool Help Desk Live. Remember that I am on TikTok, Instagram, Pinterest, and YouTube at Cousin Tam. And I'll see you guys in the next episode. Bye-bye.